Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. That's Sean Michaels. And today it is episode nine of season two of Transformers Animated. It is Auto Boot Camp. This episode was written by oh, Michael Ryan, who did <laughs> Home is Where the Spark is and the Headmaster episodes. And the last time on Transformers Animated, all of the human villains, not including Headmaster, Thankfully. teamed up to take on the Autobots and then were swindled by Swindle. And in this episode, uh, the elite guard, Sentinel, is chasing a Transformer. Through space. Yep, there's an Autobot shuttle, and they get Pete Conrad to land it on an asteroid, <laughs> I guess, and immediately some green car starts zooming away from it, and Sentinel Prime is right behind him, and I see he's got his Cybertronian form back when he transforms. It, which And it looks like they kind of changed the kibble on his shoulder, so kudos to the animators. Um, they have a bit of a neat scene where they're, they're in an asteroid field, and this little transformer is jumping from asteroid to asteroid, and Sentinel is chasing him. It's a far off, like a wide shot with silhouettes. It's pretty neat, but they end up on an asteroid with a space bridge. Yep, they're on opposite sides of the, the tower antenna things of this thing, and Sentinel gets out the cuffs. He's like, all right, come along quietly. Then the green guy puts his hands up, but then he transforms his hand into a stinger like bumblebees mm-hmm. and blasts the base of the space bridge, and Sentinel falls, screaming like Adam Sandler's cheerleader on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, so we right away we cut to Optimus HQ where Magnus is on the view screen explaining to them. Uh, so I got to say, when the stinger came out, I thought, wait, is this some, are we going to do a flashback and Bumblebee's bad now or want some kind of in medias res thing? Uh, no, it turns out that uh, it's just an escaped convict. And Track, it's named- Fellas, uh, I just got you a wasp today. You mean waspinator? Mm-hmm. It says wasp on the manifest. Yeah, but he looks like waspinator. It says wasp. Waspinator. Wasp. Waspinator. Wasp. Waspinator. Sign here. Uh, yeah, so I guess it's wasp. Uh, whatever. Sure looks like Waspinator. Well, he looks enough like Waspinator that you thought, oh, that's going to be him. But then when you hear him talking a little bit, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what a letdown. There's, well, whatever. We know what this series does to characters we love. Um, but the important thing is that B says, hey, I know him and uh, he hates me. So Magnus <laughs> says, all right, well, you know what? Watch your back. Bye. <laughs> yes. And it's flashback time and Bumblebee's on Cybertron looking at a screen or poster of Ultra Magnus and he's going to join the elite guard. But then this Wasp character, he's suddenly there. He's like, ah, they'll never let you join. You won't even meet the height requirement. And even like Bumblebee's like, man, you get like an inch on me. That's it. Yeah. He mentions that they're both from the same protoform. I kind of like that. But yeah, Wasp is a total dick. And then we go to Megatron and thus begins the convenience element of this story. Um, <laughs> Megatron has a spy that he's talking to. Yep. It is a mysterious figure with G1 Shockwave's voice. So who could that be <laughs> on the screen? And the, the jailbreak that he uh, set in motion is on all the channels and the feeds and the Twitters and the Reddits. A good job on that. And conveniently, Bumblebee is on communications duty right now. And it's convenient because Sumdac somehow sends that communication between Megatron and the spy. I'm making quote signs here, dear listener. um, Just, I don't know, out to the world or to Autobus Optimus HQ? I don't know what So he could do that, but he can't call for help? Really? (laughs) Oh, boy. 
Uh, but with the Autobots, yeah, they have monitor duty, Bulkhead and Bumblebee, and it's not as bad as watching Sorry Socks, Bulkhead tells him, but yeah, all of a sudden, the call between Megatron and Cybertron comes on the screen, and the construction project by the double agent on Cybertron is coming along nicely, and the Autobots, <laughs> the Autobots yeah. suspect nothing. Yeah, uh, so right away, B assumes that has to be Wasp, which I'll give B this, his conjecture makes a little bit of sense. He's like, look, there's a spy, we know that Wasp just broke out, he was a spy. By the mm. and he convinces Bulk that they should go investigate this and for whatever reason not tell Optimus. Yes, because Optimus is out on patrol duty. He won't be back in time because they don't have radios in this episode. They can't contact him. <laughs> I, I guess know. And they need to act now before the trail goes cold. And Bulkhead thinks this job's a little too big for just the two of them. And Bumblebee says, "That's your problem, man. You always think small." And thus begins the character arc, the relationship dynamic between the two of them for this sh- episode. And it's so fucking forced. It's like, I get that we're going to go do the flashback, which we go now to uh, the them in their cadet days or the academy days, but it's been a season and a half. We are, mm. we are more than halfway through this series. These two can't be bickering like they've just met each other. Oh, you know what your yeah. problem is? I hate you and I'm going to walk away, which happens later. Anyway, <laughs> what happens now is uh, that at the academy, everybody is a general dick to be, not just Wasp. Yeah, because... Uh, Wasp is using Ironhide as a punching bag because he's kind of Ironhide. Bumblebee wants to have a go too, but they just laugh at him. No, he's not. He's not Ironhide. He is Colossus in this episode. <laughs> but yeah, they just laugh at Bumblebee. And now Bulkhead is here, and he's chewing on wires, and he wants Bumblebee to get a picture of him in front of them. Their big buildings there. They'll never believe this back home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, he is a hardcore farm boy, which you know what makes sense. Uh, so then Sentinel Miner shows up and he's the drill sergeant now with with the way this show sets up by the end where they are on the rock like the the way it lines up to the continuity of what we learned so far that means that sentinel only became a sentinel prime like i don't know 12 15 episodes ago (laughs) i never thought of it that way but yeah, he gets in their faces. I'm your drill sergeant. And he tells Bulkhead to wipe that smile off your face. And Bulkhead's like, uh, sir, that's just the way my jaw is shaped. <laughs> this would, Yeah, this was right at a full metal jacket. Oh, yeah. And then Bumblebee mentions like how big Sentinel's chin is. And Sentinel asks Pride him, what the hell? Joker! <laughs> what the hell do you expect to accomplish by being here? And Bumblebee wants to be an elite guard warrior and kick Decepticon skid plates. Yeah, this, okay. And this is maybe the most forced part of the episode is they all get their names and they get their names by what it is they do. So my question is, what were they calling themselves beforehand? Yes. Doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, the he, he like Ironhide, like I said, he's Colossus. We introduce Wasp, but then we're also introduced to... Oh, hey. Hey, fellas, oh, I got a surprise for you this time. Is it a good surprise? No, but it may shock you. What? It could cause a wave of nostalgia. Is it shockwave? Uh, sign here. Okay, well, I mean, technically, it's long arm, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, he, he calls them, Sentinel names all these guys, he calls them long arm because he has go-go gadget arms and legs, and and then Ironhide literally has an iron hide, so that's he his does. name, and Wasp has stingers and can shoot targets, so that means he's Wasp, because fuck it, why not? And then Bumblebee tries the same thing Wasp did, but somehow he's shot curves up and shoots down a tower, and he's a bumbler, all right, so he's Bumblebee. Ugh. Anyway, um, Bulk then drops it. He, he, he tries to show off and he drops his wrecking ball on Sentinel's head. <laughs> 
Yes, and he's a big bulk of stupidity or something. He becomes it's bulkhead. Funny shot. <laughs> it is kind of a funny shot with him, the the wrecking ball laying on the top of his head. Like Looney Tunes flattened underneath the thing, yeah. Um, and then this was also Full Metal Jacket. Sentinels decides to punish them all for Bulk being a screw-up. Yep, it's oil change duty for Bumblebee and Bulkhead, and Bulkhead thinks this is a great start on his path to being a space bridge tech because he's going to have to know how to do this. But Bumblebee starts making fun of him for being a hick, but then he slips on an oil spill and knocks 7,000 stacked oil drums down onto Sentinel. Yeah, I have a question. On Cybertron, a uh, cybernetic planet, where are they getting oil? <laughs> yes. But uh, and why don't they have them secured? Like, the, these things are just stacked anyway. Uh, Sentinel oh, makes wait a minute, the whole... wait a minute. I, I just saw the answer to our question, Paul. This is a Michael Ryan episode. Oh. Yeah, nothing is thought through. But yeah, Sentinel makes the whole platoon do extra transform-ups. And yeah, I like that. That was term. clever. I, I did like that, yeah. If, yeah, so what they're doing, dear listeners, is just they're in alternate mode, robot mode, alternate mode, and when they end up in robot mode, they're in a push-up yeah. position. It's kind of neat. But uh, now Bumblebee has a special job. He has to stand on one foot holding oil drums and repeat that he's a worthless oil stain, and I guarantee you that's a reference to something, but I haven't got a clue what. Uh, and But he, what he, he's like, fuck this. He drops the oil drums or barrels and just walks over conveniently to a warehouse where he hears one of the other Academy bots talking to Megatron, who is a commercial break. And when we come back, Bumblebee jumps in and tells the traitor to show himself, but there's nobody there. Oh, wait, there he is. Wasp is just calmly walking out the other door. So, <laughs> so B ends up talking to Logarm, who probably tells him, hey, fuck off. But B's like, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. You want to be an intelligence. I think somebody's a spy. And Longarm goes, really? Who do you think is a spy? Why don't you tell me now? Because I'm not the spy and you can trust me. <laughs> but make sure you don't tell Sentinel. He'll just take all the credit. Yeah. And uh, oh if you God. had proof Telegraph. that it was Wasp, that would fast track you into the elite guard, boy, howdy. Yeah, and B falls for it because he's kind of dumb. Uh, but we then go to present time and B and Bulk are driving toward their destination, arguing about B always doing things the hard way, at which point he stops, transforms, stands up in a bunch of mud, and he's like, no, I don't, and then sinks in the mud. <laughs> yes. And I guess that reminds him of that time on Cybertron when he left a <laughs> box out for the spy to steal but then sentinel comes along and picks it up and it explodes pink paint all over him and it's time for more transform ups for the whole platoon and we have then like a montage b uses a microphone to try to spy on wasp but ends up broadcasting sentinel's shit talk about um <laughs> magnus to the entire academy yeah and then he goes outside and he sees bumblebee going with his recording rig and then bumblebee very sailor moon blushes like he's got <laughs> little red lines <laughs> yeah. on his cheeks and now it's they're doing 150 transform ups. And this is where it got dark because oh, yeah. <laughs> to get him back. So in Full Metal Jacket, they beat the guy with the soap and the, and the face socks. cloths or the socks, whatever it is. Yeah. In this one, Waspinator and Ironhide just remove B's legs. Yeah, they cut his legs off at the knee, put them on top of a locker, say, yeah, you just get him up there if you want. Like, And then they stuff him in another locker. Yeah, that's really fucking dark. Uh, Longarm finds him and says, hey, don't give up on your investigation. So back in the present ball, wants to go through i think he says proper channels yeah um and this is where they have their fight that should have happened like a fucking year ago but b is saying hey you're, you're always uh, slowing me down and i'm fast <laughs> and fuck off so bulk's like all right fine and, and he, he does leaves. yeah and back on cybertron back in the day it's time for combat exercises simulated combat they head out and immediately wasp throws a grenade at bumblebee and Longarm sees this he's like bumblebee heads up but that even though Bumblebee turns in time to swat it away. It still ends up exploding next to him somehow and covering him in pink paint. Now, it's a dummy grenade, even though when they ran in, Sentinel was like, remember, this is a live fire exercise. They run in and then 
Wasp throws this grenade. So they and they laugh at him. They knew it wasn't a live fire. So like, what the fuck? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Michael Ryan. But yeah, Bulkhead comes over to him. He's like, hey, buddy or little buddy, do you need a servo or a hand or something? And Bumblebee brushes him off again. I'm not little and I'm not your buddy. And he comes around the corner where two cannons start blasting at him with pink paint. And he remembers, oh, yeah, simulated combat, no live ammo. But then some shadowy figure flips the switches on the guns and they now have live fire. They blast down the wall. Bumblebee's hiding behind. Commercial break. And when we come back, uh, Bulk basically drives through all the chaos. He saves B. And in the, oh, and then to stop the guns, he, like, uh, I guess, lassoes a building with his wrecking ball and just pulls it down. And, of course, it lands on Sentinel. Because <laughs> yeah, Sentinel's even, like, comes in looking around what's going on. Then he sees the tower come down. He's like, oh, slag. So back in the present, B falls off the edge of a cliff and gets trapped in a quasi-avalanche. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> calling it an avalanche, but a bunch of rocks do fall on him. Yep. And now he tries radioing for help. So I guess they do have radios, but nobody's picking it up. And... Back on Cybertron, back in the past, I guess, Longarm comes in the barracks and tells Bumblebee there's going to be a locker inspection, and this is your last chance to expose the spy before Sentinel can take all the credit. So he, oh, he he kind of does this bump into Wasp thing. He, he pickpockets his key, opens the locker, and there's the Decepticon communicator just as Sentinel conveniently walks into the room. Yep, he's like, what are you doing in Cadet Wasp's locker? And Bumblebee says, I'm exposing a spy, and yet here's the communicator that he was using to communicate with Megatron and now uh, they're taking Wasp to prison on a dolly. <laughs> yeah. Wasp's like, I'm innocent. And Sentinel tells him to can it and rips his Autobot symbol off. And Wasp is going to get Bumblebee for this if it's the last thing he does. Okay, so between Wasp and also Rekgar earlier, they've established that the Autobot insignia is just a sticker. Yes. It's Velcro. <laughs> like, they're just giving stickers and they slap it on their chest. Yeah, or it's a magnet. So, um, Sentinel then, he's like, well, hey, B, you're going to make it in the uh, Academy of the Elite Guard. Good for you. But I do have to blame somebody for dropping that building on me. And I don't like Bulkhead, so you're out, stupid. He's going to Even throw- though it was actually his fault. <laughs> yeah, but Bumblebee steps forward and uh, he takes the blame. And this isn't going to affect my Elite Guard status, is it? And then he and Bulkhead are out repairing space bridges and Bulkhead couldn't be happier. Which is kind of neat that it, it ends up where we first met them. That's kind of cool. Um, it does fit into the timeline. Uh, but back in the present, under the rocks, B's reminiscing about Bulk. Oh, he was a great guy. I'm having a change of character. And then Bulk is just there and he frees him. He's like, I didn't leave. Uh, so they drive. OK, this drove me fucking nuts. They just forget about their mission yes. and drive home. There's no, there's no like, hey, I guess we're not going to make it. Oh, we'll have to try another day. They just don't mention it and fucking drive home when they're 20 feet yes. from the door to Megatron. <laughs> and it's exposed, the door to Megatron's secret layer. Oh, but back at the base, they have uh, Longarm, who is now Longarm Prime on the screen because he's head of Cybertron Intel now. And they tell him the transmission they intercepted mentioned a construction project. Yeah, he mentions Wasp. They say, oh, we'll keep an eye out for him um and then we cut to wasp sitting on an asteroid and this was it might have been the only thing that i actually liked about this is they finally gave wasp his crazy voice yes because now he is Gollum and he talks like waspinator he is he is Gollum. um it's i wish they had have shown I'm, I'm sure if we meet him again i'm hoping we get a little bit of flashback on why he went nuts but uh we then cut to um megatron who ah whatever long arm shockwave we all saw this coming a mile away
Why did Shockwave orchestrate Wasp's jailbreak in the first place? If things happened the other way around, it'd make sense. If the Autobots knew there was something fishy going on on Cybertron and linking it to blame on somebody, but until Dr. Sumdak redirects the signal, the Autobots have no idea Megatron has an active double agent on Cybertron who has some secret construction project going on. But if that's the plan, to make it look like Wasp, who has a history, even if it's not true, of being a double agent is the one building this thing, then why would you let him escape Cybertron? You can't blame a guy who isn't on the fucking planet in the first place for building something on it, you idiot. Besides, if it's a secret, you're not going to build it in the middle of downtown or where someone's going to see it. You're going to do it somewhere secret. You don't need to bust a guy out of jail to distract from the fact that you're making birdhouses in your cabin in the woods if nobody knows you're doing it. Even if it's a space bridge you're building, why the secrecy? Autobots have space bridge technology. They think you're an Autobot and a smart one at that. Just tell them it's something you've been doing in your spare time. Tell them it's so you can get to work faster by beating the morning rush hour. Get your pizza delivered faster. Get your library books back before... Here we are at the end of another episode of To Fin Piss, Auto Boot Camp. Paul, what did you think? Uh, it was entertaining. It kind of seemed at the midpoint that John Crick Falusi jumped in the director's seat. There's a lot of, like, Sentinel's face getting right in. It's like the Ren and Stimpy episode where they join the fucking army and yeah. the guys, again, it's all full metal jacket references, but like the guy's face is there and his chin's a thousand miles long. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Michael Ryan episodes. There's plenty I didn't care for in this. You know what I did like? I liked the lack of humans. We saw some Dak for a bit. That was it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the arrival of a proper sounding waspinator by the end. I still don't understand how or why Sentinel Prime is in the Elite Guard. It does not make sense to me. No, because like all all he does is fail at what he does Abs like, every single time uh, so uh the next episode paul and i are going to watch is black friday if you want a great deal you can follow <laughs> both of us for the price of one on twitter i'm at john Sobey. paul's at p mcpherson one yep make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know you can tell them they can find old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers nitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transforming see you later Oh, slag.